The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. Joining me on today's show is John Sestina and also fellow certified financial planner, Tony Payne. Good to see you guys. How are you today? Hot. It's hot. <laughs> It's hot. I, I might, you know, Stephen, it's so hot, I might even get in my pool this year. There you go. That would be a good start. That would be the first time in 30 years. Cannonball. <laughs> right into the deep end. <laughs> You'll have to clear out some of the fish. I think there might be fish in there by Koi, now. Koi John. pond, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, some bad news, John. Uh, yeah. Last week, I did not win the Mega Millions. You didn't? No, unfortunately not. Well, so. Mark Blazer said he was going to. Oh, okay. He was counting his chickens, huh? Yeah, so I had two semi-tractor trailer trucks backed <laughs> up to the building here, and I was waiting, and he didn't show up. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have held all that cash anyway. No, but I do want to congratulate the big winner of over $500 billion, or million, dollars, the IRS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> The IRS got a nice payday uh, coming their way uh, after taxes. Obviously, the winner gets less than 50% apparently uh, or just about 50 percent of the gross winning so um i thought there was a special tax on lottery winning seriously i'm not sure it's it's a little less than the normal rate F uh, the federal income tax you uh -huh. mean okay i'm not sure about look that. that up but i've heard it recently when the, this thing was going crazy so yeah i'd check it out in case we ever win yeah, well, Tony, you're here today, too, so I assume you didn't win either, though, right? Oh, I'd be here anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I enjoy this, Stephen. This would be one of the things I'd pay for. Yeah, right. <laughs> be, here. be here for the show. Yeah. All right. But, uh, again, so today's topic, we're going to dig in a second segment, but it's going to be centered around, Tony, what was your topic for today? I'm going to use a fancy Latin phrase first. Ooh, ooh. Caveat emptor. Have you heard wow, of that one, John? I did. Okay. That was when I was studying Latin. Right. Buyer beware. So yep. that will be the focus of today's show. Uh, but first, in the as always, the first segment we center around current events. Um, big thing I read this week I thought was very interesting. It centered around Equifax, the credit uh, score company. And they basically admitted to some errors. Um, in fact, that around 300,000 consumers who were applying for loans and they issued wrong credit scores. Not good. Not good. Those people are going to pay more interest on, well, some were rejected. Lots were rejected. Yep. And some will be paying higher rates on their car loans and house loans and whatever else they're taking out. Yeah, they probably will be subject to a class action lawsuit. But you think? Yeah, right. <laughs> Rightfully so. I think that's pretty impactful, right? Somebody, you bet. I read one woman saying she paid an extra 150 bucks a month for a car loan because her credit wow. score was not good. Um, thoughts on that, Tony? It's a glitch. 
It's a glitch. That's what they said. That's what they called it. It was an error in the coding. Oh, uh, it was the computer's fault. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was the computer's job. Yeah, something that silly, dare I say, has affected this many people. And, I mean, we're talking 25 points or more in some cases right. where, like we're saying, I mean, it can be the difference not just in the interest rate but even in getting the loan or not. So this was a pretty big deal. It's a Yeah, it's a big mistake, a big error. So hopefully it gets fixed accordingly and all those people who were wronged uh, get some form of uh, reconciliation there. Well, uh, coming up in the coming shows, we'll say, well, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this uh, new bill that's passing through Congress. Uh, Tony, where does that stand right now? Back and forth, back and forth, waiting on the negotiating as uh, you might say the sausage is being made. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wearing my West Virginia T-shirt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I, I've been trying to find a little bit of details, uh, very broad uh, strokes being painted in, through the media of what is in the bill. The biggest thing I found was some energy credits for car, electric cars. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, as the details come come out we'll obviously be reporting on that and i think the biggest thing i've uh, other thing i've read is the increase on the higher income taxes but they haven't really defined higher income some say 400,000 i've heard 300,000 who knows yeah the all the things i've read have said now because of the investigators the third party investigators there will be up in taxes everyone yeah. no matter what your income tax level of course there's 15% tax on corporations Mm -hmm. minimum tax and uh, gee whiz that's because corporations pay so much tax right tony well yeah in theory in theory they do in theory you <laughs> yeah. know we're, we're talking yeah but we in cover... fact they do not pay any right right tax. exactly <laughs> that's the trick though i mean yeah. it's it's not the loophole it's the rules and here yeah. we are well and and going back to the last time the the tax cut corporation tax cut it they the corporations didn't really exactly do what was the intention of the tax cut which was to bring more business overseas back to the mainland U.S. that necessarily didn't happen and now we're dealing with uh, even looking at the um, semiconductor bill right that. They're enticing these companies to come over in different forms. So it's it's sort of a double talk. You're trying to wind me up here. Yeah, let's wind. Go. I mean, this is, depending upon which bill we're talking about, Glad if, Tony's getting if wound the up idea yeah. is let's reduce inflation, but you're talking about a minimum tax on corporations that make at least a billion dollars in profit. So what are those corporations? Who are they? They're the ones who make all the stuff we buy. How yeah. in the heck is that going to help inflation? I'm getting yeah fired no, up here, but you yeah. think about it, and it's like we know these taxes get passed to the consumer. It's not going to affect the margin. If it's 15 20% that they want to make on a widget, they're going to make that. They're just going to increase the price across the board. Yeah. So that's the interesting part with some of this. The, the bigger companies, those big evil companies, as they say, these are the ones that make all the stuff we buy. So that's that's where I'm frustrated. Well, they're also going to slow down, Tony. Yeah, that too. They will they will lay off some workers. That's going to be a big hit, and so these unemployment levels are going to look worse, and uh, a lot of people are going to be suffering from this. Companies just won't suffer. They'll cut back where they have to. And and the easiest thing to cut back is with labor. That's it right. is the most expensive portion of the uh, income statement yep. is labor. So you you reduce labor, and that's that's the problem that could be down the road here. Uh, Tony, you mentioned the big 
the big corp evil corporations, yeah. these billion-dollar companies, <laughs> they're the ones reporting good earnings right now. Right. They're the ones that sort of created this little bounce in the stock market where if you look at the meat and potatoes companies, the Target, the Walmarts, their earnings were a little alarming because they have not priced in inflation correctly yet. Right. That's coming. And when that hits, you're going to see pe people with lower incomes. That's where they shop, Target, Walmart. These stores, you're going to see that hurt their pocketbooks. This is going to be. This is a. We're we're on a slippery That's slope here. That's right happening right now nice. yep, with some is. of the earnings reports coming out. You look at what you maybe where the lower income consumer shops. You compare a McDonald's to a Chipotle. Chipotle with a little bit higher end consumer, they're doing fine. Chipotle's rolling. It looks like McDonald's is having the struggle. I mean, it's what we've always said. Inflation hurts the lower end of the economic spectrum the most. I mean, when you've got to buy basic goods, that inflation really hurts. I mean, bringing it all the way back to the personal and personal financial planning, this is why we want you to insulate yourself with a good plan, with a good cash reserve, so that when these corporations do cut back and you're that not basically the number on the sheet and they liquidate or they cut back, you're not counting on it. You're not counting on the next bonus. You're not counting on that job going up or that pay continually going up. That's where this financial planning stuff really matters. Right. The workers at Walmart, have just received a surprise because they're cutting back already because as, as you said their earnings are not so good and they say they did, didn't adjust uh, correctly to what was happening and so they're going to lay off some workers yeah and I think uh, who else was a, a major technology was that Amazon or I uh, um, I'm not sure there was another one who did that. They laid off like 6,000. Yeah, 6, Microsoft, 000. I think, was as well. Was it Microsoft? We'll, 6, we'll find out 6, when we 000. come back. I, I know we're coming up on a break here. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure are. So when we come back, we'll dig into uh, Buyer Beware. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. Today's show, we've got a topic. It's centered around... Uh, buyer beware. And Tony, what was the Latin term you used? Caveat emptor. Caveat it's, emptor. I mean, hopefully, depending upon where we're at, we might have heard it once or twice, but it's a legal concept, too. I mean, it's the idea that you check something out before you buy it. You know, there might be certain services or industries that come with a warranty or a lot of regulation, but for the most part, if you want to buy a rock from me and you say, hey, I'll give you 200 for that rock, you don't get to come back and say, hey, I overpaid for that rock. Yeah. That was your choice. So that's part of the idea here, buyer beware. And, you know, when we go through this, the idea, especially in financial planning is, have you ever bought something and had remorse? Oh, yeah. I mean, you think, yes, yeah, totally. Stephen, for you yeah. especially, yeah. anything you want to share? Well, I, I've seen it firsthand with uh, automobiles, right? You buy an automobile, uh, timeshares. Right. Those are the things I've encountered in financial planning that talk about buyer's remorse. And the irony is the sales technique around those industries is catered around the countering buyer's remorse. So there is no buyer's remorse because you sign on the dotted line, you drive the car off the lot, it is your car. When you go to a timeshare presentation, they make sure all household parties, if you're married, 
both parties are there signing on the dotted line. So there is no buyer's remorse. The whole sales <laughs> process is centered around countering the buyer's remorse uh, concept. No, you could think of the same with a big RV or some of the other big yep. toys out there that are out there. So, again, the idea of when that sale's done, they try to make it final because there's a lot of reasons you might change your mind. Well, we're really talking about a very basic fundamental of financial planning. Check it out. <laughs> right? Kick the tires, right? Yeah. Read the fine print. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of examples of this. I mean, we see it in the crypto markets. We see it in boat markets. We see it all over the place. I mean, I we can almost pick the example and give it. It's baseball cards now. Whatever. There's a lot of things that people are after. And if they're after it, and sometimes it's driven by greed, there's a lot of motivation to overlook that check it out factor, John. Wait, no, no, no. Stop, Tony. Uh -oh. It's always motivated by greed. <laughs> <laughs> Be real here. Come on. No, you're right. I, I'm, I'm, sometimes it's both sides, the buyer and the oh, seller, sure, sure. right? Not necessarily just the buyer, but yeah, the buyer on the buyer side, they're looking for shortcuts, right? The seller's right. looking for the buyer, right? How do I get this guy, this person to pay for this? So I get some form of compensation. Yeah. And there's a fine line between what's buyer's remorse and what was a scam or fraud. I mean, that line sometimes is very thin. I mean, we see, and again, we picked this boat example, but the idea of you're shopping online, you're letting your fingers do the walking, you see some deal that, oh my, I know that's half the price. I know I can flip that and make great money. I've got to get on it now. Oh, and it's some little old lady who's selling her widowed, <laughs> you know, a widow who's selling the husband's boat. And she seems like she doesn't know any better. And your eyes just light up. Oh my, I'm going to get this great deal in this exciting and you wire over a down payment, and there's no boat, and there's no little old lady, and your money's gone. Well, you see, you guys, you could gain a whole lot of experience if you'd watch the right TV shows. <laughs> okay. Now, okay. I've, been, I've been trying to uh, alarm you guys to this all the while, but no, you all want to watch this, whatever the nonsense is. It's Andy Griffith. Uh -oh. I mean, Andy Griffith will have a value lesson for each one of those things you're talking about. And he indeed had a show where a little old lady came with her Volkswagen and she was saying the same thing about her husband and so on and so forth. And of course it was a clunker and poor Barney poor bought Barney. it. <laughs> Barney got suckered. No. Barney got suckered. What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you see, you're right. I mean, these fundamental lessons, whether it's the Andy Griffith show or just old fables or proverbs, which we've referenced here before, too. I mean, the idea is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, do your homework. I mean, the boat thing's just one small well, example. Well, go into the boat thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you go into it, and there's a few different examples. I mean, again, it's basic fraud. But you might see an online listing that, you know, the price is well below where it should be. And you don't go check it out because, hey, it's going to go quick. You wire over a down payment to hold it. No seed trial, no anything, sight unseen. You have no idea where that money's going. Or worse yet, you go out and you look at something and you never put it in the water. You never test the engine. And none of that works. It's something from a hurricane. They salvaged it for $300, put paint on it, and in this market where people are rushing and there's limited supply, people are inclined to not do all their homework. And when you skip steps, that's where these, whether it's fraud or just buyer's remorse, can really come up. So those were the examples I was thinking there, Stephen. Yeah, 
And, and, and in the financial planning world, what we see buyer's remorse, I think a lot of it centers around insurance, right? Different kinds of insurance, whether it's an annuity, a cash value policy, universal life policy, because again, the devil's in the details and, or even uh, buyer's remorse, I, you know, it may come up years later, but a long-term care insurance policy where you make that same premium payment year after year after year. And eventually like, do I really need this anymore? Is it what, what's, why do I need this for my financial plan? So that's, that's what I see quite a bit in the financial planning arena. And a very, Oh, go ahead. John. Even in the selection of a financial planner, there yep. can be buyer's remorse. Yeah. Cause people don't do their homework. Uh, Spencer put together a great checklist for the show last week and we went through some of it, but the, the point is that you have to be knowledgeable. You have to investigate everything, okay? And so it's your money, one of my famous quotes, it's your money. No one cares more about your money than you do. So that means whatever you're going to part with your funds, you have done your education. Education is power, especially in the real world. It, it's so true, John. I mean, again, these ba it seems so basic, I guess, but it's not always there. You might overlook it. You might be in a hurry. It might be that greed factor or the fear of missing out. So for all these good reasons, doing your homework, slowing down, just checking, you know, does this really make sense again? I mean, we've got some other example examples here we'll get into as well, but the crypto bank or not bank but celsius yeah i mean a place that's out there and in the news a lot now where people deposit in their words deposited crypto and the value still might be there of the crypto that they put in with these people but the institution celsius it wasn't a deposit they're not a bank it was a loan it was just a loan that's all it was and yeah when and they the go, problem the problem behind it is the celsius was guaranteeing an 18 percent return on your deposit <laughs> that's right? a or pretty a loan, big problem right right so you're like oh i got 18 percent. it sounds mm -hmm. like a, a home run this is easy so it was a shortcut but now celsius is it, it's in filing bankruptcy or in middle of bankrupt bankruptcy? they're about to so yeah. there's some letters that have already been mailed to a court in new york and there's very distressed people telling their stories so some of them are starting to come out i mean i read one of these letters and this lady had inherited money from her family her and her husband put their life savings in there again trying to do right trying to get a good return and lo and behold she in this letter is saying if i don't get my money back i don't see the point of going on i mean that kind of a threat that kind of deep Dire, dark place yeah. i mean that's what can happen here and people get really emotional of and, course and, and we're talking about 1.7 million customers and and again as you said there's no guarantee they're going to get their deposits back and again you said it's not a bank it was a, a lending scheme yeah uh, illegitimate ponzi scheme i guess is what's been declared and uh we're, we're talking 2.25 billion dollars of assets under management huge huge and this that's a huge. lot of small people yeah. not small people but a lot of individual investors yeah, yeah. well and the precursor well, we've even had it in the stock market who was the guy that went to prison forever we'll, uh, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break Bern, oh, okay. uh, yeah, bernie madoff bernie madoff yeah. that's so it. we're taking a break here you're listening to managing to be wealthy on news radio 610 wtvn Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. 
Joining me on today's show is John Cecina and also fellow certified financial planner, Tony Payne. We're talking buyer's remorse, buyer beware. Uh, but before we dig back into that topic, if you'd like to learn more about John E. Sestina and company and the Managing to Be Wealthy process, you can look us up on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. Uh, a lot of information there on how to get a hold of us and also listen to prior podcasts. We have a lot of broad topics. You can look us up on the web, on podcast, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. Just uh, ask or tell your Alexa to play Managing to Be Wealthy podcast. It's a nice little feature. You just sent a lot off there, Steve. I did. All right, very yeah, good. That was a lot. So Love you can hit play. rewind. So today's topic is buyer's remorse, right? Buyer's buyer beware. And and I think I learned it first in um, some early law class where it was oh, as good. is, buy as is, right? You buy that car as is, and you're dealing with it if you buy it. Uh, but in the prior segment, we, we were talking about Celsius, the crypto company, Again, Tony, it's not a bank, right? Not a bank. Not a bank. Not a bank. They, at one point, had $25 billion of assets under management, currently down to $167 million of cash on hand. Bit of a problem. Yeah, that's not great. No. I'm doing my math here on my fingers, and I've run out pretty rapidly of how much that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that again, I hate to make light, because there's 100,000 creditors in line here. And that's anything from some of the big investment banks that put a little money in all the way down to mom and pop investors. And again, hearing these stories, it is just heart wrenching to think people saw what was probably too good to be true. 18, 19 percent returns in an environment where a normal bank was giving you maybe one percent. And the CEO of this darn company is on Reddit and all these other places bragging about how they're not a bank. I mean, telling you right then, hey, we're not a bank, here's how we're different, but bragging and trying to make it seem like the banks were these evil creatures, which maybe they are, but there's a lot of regulation that's been developed there to protect people, and that wasn't present here. Yeah, and John, you mentioned right before the uh, the close of the segment about Bernie Madoff, yes. the same thing applies, right? That greed factor of trying to get too much putting a little too much, too many eggs in one basket. That was a huge um, bite for a lot of investors. Yeah, and quote-unquote sophisticated investors. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Celsius. There was a investment group out of, uh, what was it, the Caymans or somewhere like yeah. that, who invested in Celsius. you think they would have done better due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. But obviously not. So in all things you do, whether it's your car, your home, your marriage, or whatever you're going to do, Make sure you do your due diligence. Otherwise, yeah. what is it? Caveat emptor. Buyer beware. <laughs> Caveat emptor. You know, I just like right. seeing Tony yeah. say that. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got another one for you, John. Let's go. I mean, we're talking buyer beware here, and I know it's one of your favorite topics, electric cars. Ugh. You know, those cars out there. And now they've been around over 10 years yeah. in some cases. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we have seen where buyer beware applies to new technologies, too. I mean, you've got to realize that when a car is sold, it has a battery life, just like your phone. After so long, that battery is going to wear down. So a 10-year-old electric car is not going to hold the same charge as a brand-new electric car. People didn't realize that. Dealers don't know how to value that sometimes, or they may not even bring it up to you, let alone if that battery does go out, is the battery still covered under warranty? Does, uh, the battery somebody, even... does anyone know how to fix it? Right. That's <laughs> a greater great question. Point, yeah. I mean, you think about you have to go in most cases to a dealership and go to the service department there where they're up to snuff on everything in these technologies. 
But yeah, if the battery goes bad, some cases you might not even be able to buy another one with the supply chain crunch. So we see an example here where this 17-year-old family went out, bought an $11,000 Ford Focus. Doesn't sound like a big deal there, but it was an electric one. And this 2014 mile with our 2014 model with only 60,000 miles on it, I'd say, it's going to cost them more to fix it than what they paid. Yeah. I mean, this is a problem. That's a perfect example. Of- well, but it, say the numbers because it's pretty dramatic. They paid $11,000 for the car, and they replaced the battery is another $14,000. Yeah. So the there you go. That's if, good diligence. Right. If you're <laughs> buying a $11,000 car, that tells me for a 17-year-old, there's not a lot of money to, at hand. Right. Right? So now now they're stuck, and it, it's terrible. That's, that's, that's a perfect example. The other the other ones we we see quite a bit are the investment properties. Oh yeah, right, John. I've, you've you've told stories many years, right? About if you can't see it, if you can't visit it, if you can't see the location, and really, because what they say versus what reality is, how it's being sold versus reality, two different things. You bet. There's a commu- local community always involved with the property, and so if you're not a part of that. You have to be able to figure out how to get into the click, so to speak, or do enough due diligence to discover all the little features. And I, I remember that. It's too long a story to tell now, but when I had a, a property here in Columbus and I went to California, because they'll buy anything. Mm-hmm. And so I said, here's the property. Now, it's in the middle of Columbus. It's it's a beautiful place, and you can we're going to build these high-rise apartments with beautiful balconies sitting outside so people can enjoy the aroma. And it's just absolutely amazing. I was talking about the swampland down here. Right. <laughs> but they didn't know. Right. You could spin it. That's right. right? You can put a sales sales uh, spin on it and make everything sound rosy. Well, so, I didn't sell it. I'm not that no, dishonest. No. But that, that was the, that the example yeah. of, of how we can get trapped. Yep. Yep. Well, and I took you up on one of those examples, John, of you've got to be able to see the property. So I had some, you know, it was a plot of raw land. Here it is, which raw land we know. They don't make any more of it. So for some people, that's a pretty popular phrase. I went and I tried to get out there and actually look at it because there's no sewer. There's no water run to it. There's no electric. There's not even a road. You had to use a lumber road to get to this thing and go over an easement on someone else's property. Yeah. I mean, well, you think about the well, long-term maybe you could have potential. a really good drone that carries you, you in, might, right? You, you might, Stephen, you might. But, you know, as I'm going through this thinking about what's the purpose of this, why are you buying this, yeah. what are you going to be able to do with it, and if it was purely speculative like it was, You've got a long horizon. Just look around. When is this going to be as booming as somewhere else that you're comparing it to? It's going to be a long time. And if you can hold it, great. But ugh, I didn't think uh, they were able to. Yeah. And in, this, in the financial planning world, a lot of it is based on return or liquidation. When can you sell it and get your money back at a profit? And that's you got to be very careful with it. Yeah, liquidity. Yeah, especially when the, the whole return or the majority of the return is in growth equity. Mm-hmm. Because some of these deals are out there, you know, we'll pay you three percent interest, and then, uh, but we project it's going to grow at eight ten percent. So you're going to make a killing, and there are lots of them out there even now, and you do that, and 
You can't promise they. Can. Oh yeah, the the pro forma statements, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's our expectations on right. sales. Oh, so you're planning to sell five thousand memberships every month for the next four years? <laughs> yes, oh, I love the go. glossies. Right. Yeah, we call them the glossies. If even those are the marketing paper. It's no good. Yep. <laughs> so you know these are all these are all things that we've we've encountered over the years, and it's 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 real, right? So uh, you know we talked about the insurance, we've talked about the investment side, assets, the house, right, the cars. Uh, any other uh, areas in financial planning? Well, the gold, silver, and all that. I hate watching those commercials on TV because they are so selective in when they pick the measuring times. So right now they're talking about the price of gold from January to now. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Oh, it looks yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't be that big. I don't know why. But there's no SEC with the gold. Mm -hmm. So they can say whatever they want, I guess. Yeah. Whereas with the stocks and so forth, there is a required measurement and you can't be playing these games it's all over the place folks you can't be too careful that's exactly it well coming up in another break here you're listening to managing to be wealthy on news radio 610 wtvn you're listening to managing to be wealthy with fee-only financial planners of johnny sestina and company if you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market you've come to the wrong place if you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful tune in and take notes welcome back to managing to be wealthy your weekly financial planning radio show i'm your host Stephen lucan so today's show we talked we basically focused on you know buyer beware buyer's remorse Things to avoid. We've had many of these topics in, in depth over the years. Um, but, Tony, usually people recognize I made a mistake, but it's usually too, it's after the fact, yeah. right? When you, when you start to read what the details are. Any other examples that you can think of? Well, I mean, we think about a lot of the materials. That's what we talked about in the first few segments, you know, cars or boats or stuff, those kinds of things. But we also touched on the financial products that are out there, whether it's a checking account, savings account, a mortgage, let alone the insurance policies that are out there. I mean, the idea of you have to kick the tires. You have to know what are the fees involved in this? And for us, a big thing is what are the motivations? Because when you know the fees, you start to know what are the motivations here? If someone's going to get paid more by pushing thing A instead of B, I, I'd like to at least know that. You know, if they put it up front and I know that and I trust them, maybe I'm still in the ballpark and shopping, but I need to know what someone's motivation is. Right. And when we go through this investment stuff, there's some triggers there. There are, and, and remember, uh, everyone's getting paid something. So getting a fee is not a bad thing. We're not saying that that's wrong. But I know I had a conversation on the phone with one guy who was trying to convince a friend of mine to buy this annuity. Still very popular, these guys. And he's going on and on and on, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, finally he says, I ask him, what's it cost, the fees? Oh, there's no fees. It's free. There's nothing there. So now you know my horns go up. And uh, I kept this – discussing it with him until I finally got to say, so you're telling me the insurance company is just doing this out of the good of their heart? And he said, well, well, well no, at the end of the year, they, they pay me something out of profits. Ah. Right. So, so the client had no idea. It was not stated anywhere. There was no uh, percentage or principal amount measured, I mentioned. And so he was trying to tell this guy there was no fee. 
baloney. <laughs> right. When you've taught us, John, over the years, too, it's within the insurance world, but also whether it's even the mortgage broker sometimes or the realtor. I mean, knowing that and when we talk about buyer's remorse, I mean, if you buy a house at the height of a housing bubble and then you're stuck there, that's buyer's remorse. Yeah. Oh, no, to your point about the mortgage, right? How many I've, I've seen a situation where somebody did a, uh, a loan against a commercial property and there's a prepayment penalty. So they were stuck not being able to refinance because the person said, well, interest rates aren't really going to go any lower. That was the, the selling point <laughs> oh, behind it. And the person signed off on it at whatever, I think it was like seven and a half percent. And over the years, they could have gotten down to four and a half percent, but they were stuck because of the prepayment penalty. Yeah, real estate is the most complicated, easy way to get hustled because they can hide fees everywhere. I've looked at somewhere, the people who put the, who found the land, they got a commission. And they, they happen to be the same guys who are going to put the deal together. And they got to put the deal together fee. And then they had another. And so by the time the person bought into this site, there's like a 50% cost. Right. Just going to the promoters. Well, you got to look at everything. There's no free lunch. I mean, we charge people for our services. Everyone needs to be paid. So just recognize that. And Transparency, right? Transparency, you got to have the transparency there. Ask the hard questions. Yeah. That, but, and that's also part of the challenge. Sometimes in the heat of the moment. People are afraid to ask the hard questions. They don't want to appear stupid or they don't want to appear silly or they don't want to embarrass themselves. You know, why am I asking this guy this? You know, he's going to frown at me and he'll never invite me to the club. That kind of stuff goes on. All irrelevant. You know, money is a inanimate deal. Someone, yeah. someone called, sorry to interrupt. Someone called me today and they said, oh, year to date, we're up, uh, we're positive returns year to date. Oh, and my immediate response was so, so. You guarantee this, <laughs> right? Why would right. you? Literally, opening opening right. comment was year to date. We're positive returns. Yeah, see there. That was fantastic, yeah, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, let's go. But and I was like, oh, so you're willing to guarantee it? And of course, it started backtracking you at that point in time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but to going back to the to the real estate side, now we're seeing you know paying points to make the the interest rate look good. Right. And and again, right, no, that's a bad idea because if you have to refinance, all that money you're outlaying gets gets burnt, chewed up. It's gone. So you gotta be really, really understanding of the the environment. One well, another example right along those lines, even with the prepayment penalty stuff, there were a lot of people refinancing student loans. And they were going to these private places, refinancing them, maybe getting a better rate, maybe saving a little money, but at the same time, giving up some of the benefits that were there as part of having a student loan. You know, depending upon where you were at, whether it was forgiveness, whether it was a delay in your payment, or even just the fact that if your income went down, maybe you could pay it back based upon your income. So if you had circumstances change and you lowered your rate, but you were also thinking, I'll have this great job and these bonuses, and they went away or something happened, now you're stuck. And that's what we want to warn people about. Yeah, but how do you know that stuff, Tony, when you're looking at, a say, a real estate deal? You read the fine you print. You gotta read the Dagon brochure I mean, or the prospectus. Or that's hard, John. That's hard. Right. People and don't, the more, and that, the more right, and the more pages oh, there God, are, the means you shouldn't me. do it. Right. A, a, a friend of uh, my parents, I was talking to him and I was joking. He's a big, big time like investing. And I say, "Oh, so how much crypto do you go, crypto do you own?" And he laughed. He goes, "I don't invest in anything. I don't understand." That's perfect. And right, keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. If you don't understand it, it's probably might be a good thing, and stay away. You got it. Stay away from it. When again, John, you said it. You've got to read it. I'm going through these disclosures in that Celsius court case, and darn it, this. I will say, at least in this instance, it seemed like they were pretty darn straightforward. This is not a deposit. You're loaning us your crypto. And and they even had this in there. They had very good lawyers or good foresight. They put in there, in the event of bankruptcy, you're going to be considered an unsecured creditor. Right. That was hiding right there in the document if you read it. Hiding and if, right in bold. Hiding wasn't. right there in bold <laughs> print on page 18 yeah. of right the disclosures. In the, in the bushes. But, <laughs> right. but being, being there, and I know I had someone bring the idea to me, you know, why don't I make 18% on this? Someone brought it to us, yeah. and we went through it, and right there in the fine print, the things that were bright, it's not a bank. Well, if it's not a bank, you're it? not getting these protections. You're not getting this liability. FDIC insurance. Exactly. Right. Let alone the transparency even. The reporting of what what do they own? Are they mm-hmm. in good financial standing? I mean, we went through a collapse where the banks almost went under. I mean, there's a reason why they have all this reporting that you have to do. Well, so, there was a time when they did go under. Yeah, you're right, John. You're right. I lived through that. There were the local banks for the most part, but they did go under. You saw all the consolidation then coming along. And then you saw worse than that. Brokerage houses and banks were able to do each other's business, and that was terrible. Yeah, it it brings us to the other side of buyer beware almost, and that's the idea of moral hazard. Moral hazard. Yeah, John. If the what banks, are mo- what are morals? <laughs> well, we'll go. That's another show, but hopefully we know those. But if you keep getting bailed out whether you're a bank or a child or whoever, and you keep getting bailed out, and you expect to get bailed out the next time, there's a risk there. You're just going to keep doing the same bad behaviors. So that's the idea of why caveat emptor, buyer beware, is still a thing and really important because we want to have vibrant markets. That's really important. So you want to be able to do your homework and read the fine print. Yep. Very good advice. Uh this was, I think it was a great topic because, again, a lot of it you see after the fact, and a lot of times it's unwinding the, the decision that it was not you know, favorable. We've yeah. all, we've all done it, right? Yeah. I've done it. I've regretted <laughs> a lot of things uh, I've purchased. But, but that's try to, try to be in front of it and do your due diligence, ask the hard questions, read the fine print. Those are all important factors when trying to make a financial decision. Uh, for any of your assets or investments. And prepare by watching Andy Griffith <laughs> and Gunsmoke. <laughs> and we'll finish on that note. We thank you all the listeners. Please tune in again next week. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.